When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Von Eric family is legendary. He was kind of a bully. Lance, Lance by, by chance, chance wrestling as a Von Eric. They were afraid I would go to WWF, so they kind of on television it that I wasn't a real Von Eric. Find out what Lance talked about in his book. You know how many people that I've worked with that are or dead, especially with world class. Many, many, many people took steroids on top of the other drugs. Chris Adams headbutted the, the co-pilot. And find out what happened when Lance left Dallas. I used to run guns from the States to South Africa and got busted in the UK. Lance, Lance by, by Chance, wrestling as a bonner. Lance by Chance. Get your book today at LanceByChance.com or on Amazon. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, the 24 karat lion, Jeremiah Goldman, and you're listening to the Golden Cast, better known as the Wrestleville Podcast. You're listening to the Wrestleville Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Berry, and my guest this episode is Jeremiah Goldman, a professional wrestler from the Midwest, been wrestling for four years. Not only is he a wrestler, he's a manager and a promoter. Jeremiah, how are you? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm doing great. Uh, you know, just uh, taking some time out of my day to have a nice little chit-chat with you. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad that you did, and thank you very much for giving me your time. Tell us a little bit about uh, who you are. Uh, tell us uh, what you've been doing in the Midwest and how long you've been doing it. Well, uh, I'm better known as the fashion sensation across all four elemental nations, the last swag bender himself, your boy, the 24 karat lion, Jeremiah Goldman. And well, I'm a man who gets stuff done. I get my guys opportunities when I'm on the management side. I pick up the dub no matter what it takes when I'm on the fighting side. And I'm a guy who brings that entertainment and that joy when I'm on the announcing side or when I'm on the promoting side. I'm just a man who loves all aspects of this business and I live and breathe it. You know, I uh, I introduced you as being from the Midwest, but where where is that really actually? Where are you in Michigan or are you around Michigan? Where are you at? Oh yeah, I'm in I'm in the mitten. I'm in the Metro Detroit area. Okay. Do you do you live on Eight Mile and are you neighbors with Eminem? I am, and tonight we're having some of his mom's spaghetti later. It's gonna be delicious. She just seasons it just right. I mean, I don't even know if it's actually good anymore, but, you know, Michigan, we're a medical state, so everything tastes good now here. What's the wrestling scene up there? It's really good. It's very diverse. There's a lot of, so there's a lot of names up here that people have seen on television. Like, you have uh, Jason Hotch is out in this area. He's currently Impact Superstar. You got uh, Shogun, Jack Price. 
like uh, the machine guns. Like there's a lot of like top tier television talent, but we also have one of the most explosive indie scenes out there in the nation. There's guys out here that just haven't maybe had that shot yet to get that national exposure, but they have all the tools, you know what I mean? That it takes to have that national exposure. And like, it's all forms of wrestling. You got the comedical stuff. You got the super indie, quick, fast, flippy dudes. You got that 80s Memphis style where it's more about the the selling than the, than the hits. Like uh, deathmatch. Deathmatch wrestling is really big up here in Michigan too. It's blossoming and taking off. It's It's a wrestling fan's paradise, if you will. Yeah, you're right. You, you definitely can get there, there's something up there for everybody right yes sir so you had mentioned congo kong i uh a little familiar with congo how many times have you stepped in the ring with him uh i've been on the receiving end of a congo kong butt whooping about three times and i've been on the yay we're beating up people together <laughs> side about like Ten, like uh, I've managed him at a few promotions. Uh, great guy. Uh, not very big on words. Just a big listener, if you will. You know, when he does talk, you listen because it's so rare and it's scary and it's not friendly. He has a he has what they call resting uh, b word voice, just always sounds angry. I have talked to him a time or two. He's he is a man of few words. Actually, you know, he's soft spoken guy. Once you get him, you know, out you know out maybe outside of his gimmick, he's a pretty soft spoken guy. Oh no no no! Outside of it, he is he is the man. But if the war paints on, it's poof. Just give him his cookies and walk away. Right, right, right. And and the fans, how the fans react to him. The fans love Congo, man. They like it. So he's one of those things like it's a he's a big, massive guy. You know what I mean? He's in good shape, like and he can move as if he's like my size, like I'm tiny, you know, and he moves like a, he moves like a cat. And but he's like the size of a Godzilla. It's a it's a it's a spectacle. It's something that you're not used to seeing. And in uh, the face paint, too, it just it's it draws you in. It's. It's a draw, if you will. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you know what What I like about him is that, you know, he is a big guy, you know, and I, I'm, I've i I've said this many times. I'm kind of like a, a, a big a big guy wrestling guy, you know. So I I think for me, you know, I find the 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 big guys, I find it, I guess, believable. I, I don't know if believable is really the word I want to use, but I, I, I like seeing these big, massive guys like kind of throw their weight around and kind of, yeah, I just kind of like the that. larger than life guys. No, I get yeah. it, man. It's that's, it's it, uh, so like, I, like I like to talk with people about like, so like that it's, I'm assuming you grew up watching it in the eighties. That's when you were first brought into wrestling when it was, and it, it's like, that's how it is. Like it's, uh, that's how fandoms are made. Whatever area you got into, that's going to be, you know what I mean? The kind of wrestling that was projected at you to be the best at its time. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, that's the great thing about wrestling, man. It's like a, it's not one meal. It's a buffet. Like if you don't, 
don't want to have crab rangoon you don't got to have crab rangoon you can load up on chicken wings and steak you know what i mean like it's it's one of those no matter what you're into wrestling has it right i'm i'm also i i do find the uh comedic wrestling a lot of fun too oh it's that's that's where that's my cup of tea i love that stuff i love making the the laugh moments like if you can't if you can't show your ass out in public why are you doing this you know what i mean like i knew what i was getting into and i wanted to live this crazy dream of getting beat up i'm 140 pounds i'm five foot nine i was never gonna be hulk hogan oh you know what i mean like it's me in my fittest form i can be a nice 170 of somewhat solid muscle so you you started wrestling four years ago and you're 36 so what what was the hesitation and or i mean did the bug bite you that late or what was you know really what was the uh what was the i guess the catapult that got you into wrestling when it did well, like been a fan my whole life, you know, like I've, I've probably like everybody until they end up pulling that trigger was like, oh, I want to do it so bad. But like I never really researched it. It's not like there's commercials on TV all the time going, hey, you want to be a pro wrestler? Come to blah, 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 blah. So I really like it was just something like, oh, that'd be so sweet to do. It, it's my dream. It'd be cool. But uh, I was at a WrestleMania weekend out in New York for the Kofi Mania. And uh, me and my buddy were doing, like, the super fan experience. We were going to see the New Japan ROH show. We were doing the whole weekend, you know? It's like, it's our vacation. It's our one time of the year for us. Let's do it. We ended up uh, going to the Bullet Club block party where you got to hang out and drink beer with the Bullet Club. And they were just being the Bullet Club. And it was cool. But uh, Jay White was there. And I saw Jay White, and I went up to Jay White. I was all fanboyish, like, oh, my God, Jay White. Oh, you're great. I want to be a wrestler one day. And, like, instead of giving me, like, the, oh, yeah, no, you can do it thing, he was like, well, what the fuck's holding you back? You're the only person holding you back, man. And then, like, my brain exploded. And I had a moment of, like, as uh, the AA meetings call it, clarity, where I was like, oh, my God, he's right. And then I immediately, when we got back from that weekend, researched it, found the house of truth out in Centerline, Michigan. I was like, I know who Truth Martini is. That guy's from ROH. He's great. And the rest is history. Wow. So, and and so, obviously, you've been with it ever since, right? Oh, Yeah. Like uh, I took a, when I was training, I took a moment break during training, not because like it was hurting and stuff, but uh, during that time I had a buddy of mine who uh, was sick. He uh, needed a kidney transplant. And uh, I like, was just like, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? I might as well send them the blood. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, it's a one in a million. It's not even going to happen, but I can sleep at night knowing, you know, at least I tried. And then it turned out we were actually a perfect match. So I had to uh, halt my training for about five, six months to uh, prep for that. Uh, I got to come back 
finish out my training and then I donated a kidney. And then about four months later, I debuted out at uh, IPW in uh, Grand Rapids. Wow. Man, that's a that's a pretty, pretty big life decision, right? See, like, man, and it, like, I don't know, like, I've had that conversation with a lot of people, like, I'm not going to mention names or stuff. But <laughs> like, it's one of those where they're like, bro, that's, a, that's, that's, that's some man shit. You know what I mean? Like, I could never do that. I couldn't risk my career and stuff like that. And I don't fault people for that. It's a like, it was a scary thing. Like the first time I got into a ring just to see if I could take a bump again, like I was nervous the entire time. I'm like, man, what if I rupture my only kidney? I'm donezo. But it's one of those, like the difference between people that do and people that don't, or they do. Right. Right. Yeah. I had a, I had an uncle that benefited from uh, a transplant, a lung transplant. And that was that was what made me seal the deal to be a donor. Oh, hell yeah. No, that's awesome. Like it's like a lot more people could. It's one of those like this, this sounds really weird, but so many people end up going their entire lives with stuff that could have saved somebody. Cause like a lot of people don't even know that there's programs out there to donate. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those weird things that's more secret that I feel like it shouldn't be. Yeah. 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 That's interesting. Yeah. That it's, it's, it's probably something that doesn't get enough talk. And my buddy, he's doing good to this day. Like it's, we talk about once a week. You know what I mean? Like, but for me, it was one of those, like, there was no doubt in my mind. I had to do it once I knew I could do it. Like I couldn't, like I could live, like there was that thought of, man, what about my dream? What if I never get the wrestle? But then it was like, bro, what if my buddy dies? Because I didn't want to donate a kidney. I could never enjoy wrestling ever again. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, there are several different ways you can look at it. Right. I mean, uh -huh. yeah, interesting. And so physically, uh, how did your body react to the wrestling after the recovery from the kidney donation? Uh, if there were any problems, I never felt them. Like, we've been good. Like, we do some of those stupid, crazy bumps that's, you know, going on in indies now. Like... It's one of those, like, once I took that first bump and I hit those ropes, I was like, oh, no, we're going to be good. Like, I'm like, the, the, like, you talk to enough guys, the best way not to get hurt is just to hit that shit 100%. Like, it sounds horrible, but it's true. So, yeah, no, it's, it's one of those, like, the minute we, we got over that mental block of, are we going to be all right? We just never looked back. Been 100 on the gas pedal. Yeah, yeah. So you got other than wrestling, you know, you do managing as well. And we'll we'll talk about that. And how did you get into how did that come about? Or was that just something that just kind of came along naturally or something that you wanted to do as well? Or, you know, someone said, hey, we need a manager and, you know, what, how that all come about? Oh, it was it was uh, during the kidney stuff, actually, because like 
I'd finished the training, but like at first, like I said, we weren't sure, like, am I going to be able to still do this? So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do managing. Cause like, I'm pretty good on the mic. I got the gift of the gab, the silver tongue, all that good stuff. So if I can't, if I can't wrestle, I can at least make whoever I come out with seem like they're a star attraction. And, you know, from there, like I can still be a part of this. And uh, we just, turns out I have the gift of the gab. Who would have guessed? And um, I got over just doing the managing. And then the first time I wrestled, it was a big hit. Like I don't, like I do more managing than I would say wrestling just because it's one of those you build up to see the fight. People want to see it more. Just don't give it away, you know, for the first price of admission. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think, um, some people might be on the outside looking in and say, oh, that's being a manager is easy, right? <laughs> it's so not. It's so not, though. Like, I, I've heard yeah. I've heard people tell me that. And I'm like, that's cool. Have you ever yelled for 40? Like, like let's let, let's go like a, a long normal match, right? Like 20 minutes. Have you ever yelled at an entire audience, got an entire... 400 people to hate you individually, not just like as a whole, but you made a connection with each of them that they know they hate you. Like it's, it's hard. It's, it's not easy. You're moving just as much. You're not taking bumps. So you're not even getting a chance to catch your breath on the mat. You got to keep going. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's just as hard as wrestling, maybe not physically, but mentally and like uh, breath wise, especially and plus you got to be creative you can't just be out there all the time you're stupid you're a doo-doo head you know what i mean like in today's day and age if you want it like kids insult people better than anybody and if you can't roast a child you ain't going to be able to roast an adult like it's yeah no it, it takes a lot of work it's just yeah. different work yeah and and also too there's there's a lot of psychology that plays into that right Oh my God. Yes. Like it's cause like sometimes like when you're out there and you're, and you're getting ready for this match and stuff, you guys are getting it put together. Like some people don't work with managers that often. So they may not understand like, well, I want you to do this. It's like, well, why am I doing this? You know, for me to just come out and we got to build to certain things. It's not just like a, Oh, it's, it's a chair I can hit someone with. It's no, it's, it's a third person in this uh, production we're doing. And like, the way the, the way they're better is if they're included, you know what I mean? And they're a part of the story because that's what's making that match different from a normal 1v1 is you have an added element there that you get to tell more story with. It's right. When I go to you know. shows down here to uh, sell my books and uh, there's a guy that always sits with me, he's he's like one of the sponsors of the, the show. And so we're always talking wrestling and there's a wrestler that has like a, a valet manager and but but this valet never does anything like like just comes to the ring. Right. Maybe maybe yells a little bit or whatever, but. There's no distraction. There's no distracting the referee. There's no, you know, and uh, and we always we we talk about that. You know, it's like they're on the right track, but they got to take it to the next level, right? And Gary Hart, you, I know I'm a little older than you, 
Jeremiah, but you're, you got to be familiar with Gary, right? Yeah. Yes, okay. sir. Yes, sir. So I'll never forget a match that I watched. He was managing uh, maniac Mark Lewin and uh, Gary Hart had a towel, like a like a little white washcloth that he was like, you know, like beating his ear, wiping the, the, the sweat beads off his his head. And but every once in a while, he he would just raise his arm like he was going to hand it to. Uh, Mark Lewin uh, in the ring and Mark would be turned to him on the ropes and I don't know if he actually gave it or not but the fans just you know just thought that there was something that he was hiding something in that towel right and yep it, it, it's it adds it adds right it, it, it's that simple but it's not that simple <laughs> No, I agree. Like it's so it's one of those like a big thing like with being a with being a manager, right? Because like you have to be a personality, you have to be somebody that the crowd is invested in, whether they love you or hate you. You have to be somebody they can get behind. And the thing about that is though you also you have to do that while also not taking away from the action going on on the inside. You know what I mean? But at the same time you still have to do that. Like, uh, like me, one of my things is, is like, you gotta, you gotta pay attention when they're calling that match, because you know, when there's going to be downtime for you to get loud, when you're going to be, you know what I mean? And then like, you want to have the crowd always like not have eyes on you, but they always have their peripheral looking at you because you always want them to think, wait a minute, what's that? What's that POS doing? He's going to cheat. Is he cheating? I think he's cheating. You know what I mean? Right. Because then when it happens and the ref's not looking and they're all like, he's cheating. They're going over the top. They're trying to climb over the guardrail. Like they want to stop you from cheating. Like I had a fan and this was like three months ago. We got like, we got this kid so riled up. I was running around the ring for my life. And this little kid just came out of nowhere, gripped me up and was holding me against the ring. Like it was I didn't know what to do at first. I was like, what the hell just happened? What is, oh, ah, uh, and I was going to get him. And then security got me, got him. And I was like, damn it. It was fine. It was, it was a better choice that security saved us. Yeah. Well, that's stuff that you don't expect, right? Oh, no, it, 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 it oof. like it didn't, it didn't scare me, but it, it shook me. I was like, wait a minute, what is happening? Like at first I'm like, did somebody call it audible? <laughs> He 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 believed. Oh no, you can't be mad at that. Like yeah. that means I, I did what I was supposed to do. Absolutely. Like nobody got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's when it becomes real. And <laughs> you get to be like, it's real to him, damn it. That's right. Yeah. It's real to me, it's real to you, right? That's how it is, man. That's what it's the best. When you can get lost for anywhere from five to 25 minutes and just for those, that amount of time, like nothing but what you're watching is what matters. And that's what this business is about. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, I I, I, I find myself, too, getting lost in matches. And, you know, um, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about, what you know, being able to watch matches over again you know it's like sometimes you can watch a match and you say hey you know what that was a good match i'm good 
But then there's uh, every once in a while it comes a, a a match will come along. You like watch it again, and you watch it again, and it just gets better every time you watch it. You know, it's like not every not every wrestling match does that for me, but there's a few out there that that have. You know. Oh no, I completely agree. It's it's like like you can have a great match, but it don't have replay value. You know what I mean? But like like you were saying, there's those certain match. Like I can watch Sean and Rick a thousand times because it's just a storytelling masterpiece. I can also watch Sean versus Hulk Hogan for completely opposite reasons, but <laughs> but I can watch it a thousand times. Like uh, a big thing for me is uh, rewatching a feud. Like, thanks to this YouTube technology we have where people are like, man, I'm just going to edit this together because I want to watch it. But now we all get the benefit from it. Like, some feuds are just retellable. Like, uh, I just recapped the bloodline this week. And I was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is why for three years now we've been telling this story. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What what other matches kind of are are you know throughout your your days of watching wrestling? Is there another match or another set of people that that you can watch like that? So the first match that ever really got me hooked on wrestling was a Royal Rumble. It was uh, the one where Brett and Lex eliminate each other simultaneously. It's literally my first time ever watching wrestling. They explain the rules to the match. Like, I'm like, I'm a kid. So I'm like, these are the rules. Because kids are stickler for rules. When you tell them it's going to be some way, it has to be that way. And then it wasn't that way. And I was so lost. Like, I didn't even want to watch it on Monday. I was like, no, that makes no sense. How are you going to have rules? And then there's no rules. Finally, I got back into it. But then we had... Uh, I was watching one night, it was Saturday night, and Chris Jericho, he's just on some Saturday night match at WCW. He wins with a missile drop kick off the top rope, pins uh, this guy's like a military drill sergeant gimmick, and like it hooked me. Like this guy, like just his energy off this little win, like I, like, I can watch that moment again. Like I like watching, like it's not necessarily for me, like matches. I like watching good promos. I like watching, like, I'll watch the pipe bomb. I'll watch uh, Triple H talking to CM Punk uh, when they're having the argument over the contracts. Uh, the Dusty uh, Hard Times promo. Uh, you can turn on Macho Man promos for an hour. I'll sit through all of them. That man knew how to captivate with just the simplest of things. Like, that's the stuff I love. Um I'll watch uh, stuff. For, uh, I'll go back and watch all of uh, Andy Kaufman's uh, women title run up until when it ran into Jerry the King and then the neck was broken and then he's going everywhere in a neck brace. And now you're watching stuff that isn't even wrestling because it's a part of it because he went and he kept the story going. Like, right. like that. that's the stuff I enjoy re-watching over and over and over. Like it's... You've had to, you've had to see the, uh, the... The show when he was on David Letterman then. Yeah, oh my God. Several, several times. Because it's so good. Like, oh. And then from there, 
from there, it got me into watching Kaufman, not even just doing uh, the wrestling stuff, but when he would create his uh, alter ego character and he wouldn't drop it and people would kick him out of interviews and offset because he's just ruining whatever they're actually trying to do because he's in character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. He was something else, man. Oh, he was he was ahead of his time. Like, yeah. He got ahead of his time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um yeah, I I I going back to that David Letterman thing, I've I've seen that. Oh my gosh, man. I mean it, it's a work, but it's so good that it doesn't look like a work. No, it, it feels it's one of it's it's realistically one of the most realist feeling like moments in wrestling. Like it, it won't get like it doesn't get enough credit because it's Andy Kaufman. You know what I mean? Like people think it's a joke, but like that was premium working. Like not only that entire audience thought it was all real. Letterman thinks it's real. Like and like you there there's not even one second where you can't tell if Andy's not serious. It's I I wonder if Jerry thought it was real. I mean, seriously, well, I think I think he got lost in it a few times, like throughout that entire story. Like, like it's because how couldn't you? Because like he, Andy just put on such a performance. Yeah, I mean he's red face. He's you know spitting. He's I mean he's just yelling. He's so animated. I mean, yeah, it's. it's great stuff really seriously i was in that that was about the era where i i i kind of came in and i i was like what what is you know what (laughs) i said this is a guy on taxi (laughs) and he's a wrestler and like he's he was good he wasn't like is he is he out here doing like uh armel level stuff bad bunny you know uh logan paul stuff no but for the time for the time he looked good doing the moves he looked great taking them and the man could work like there yeah. was nobody who could get heat like him <laughs> he, he was ahead of his time oh yeah 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 he the, yeah you you talk about the heat i mean for for well the acting is probably you know probably really helped him put that over the top oh yeah So let's, we've got a few more minutes. You also do promoting. How long have you been promoting? We're going to be coming up on our third year. Uh, I run a little company up here in Michigan called For Us Wrestling. Uh, basically, we're a fun show. We're in a bar. So we have alcohol for you, which makes any performance better. That's just science. Uh, but it, it's a vibe is what we're best described as. That's by like our fan base. Like you come there, you're expect you're gonna see high quality action. You're gonna see names. You're gonna see uh, comedy. We're gonna laugh. We're gonna cry. We're gonna get mad. We're gonna be in our feels. We're gonna be happy. Like you get all of that and a bag of chips when you come to For Us Wrestling. We've had like Madman Fulton's been there. We've had Jason Hotch, Jack Price, uh, Michael Elgin's coming, making his debut in November. We've had Orlando Christopher, the Neon Ninjas, Facade and Danny Mo, our regulars. Like, 
it's one of those you come, you don't know what you're going to see, but you know, you're going to love it and you're going to leave happy. Like we give you, I like to say we're the most bang for your buck with the wrestletainment in the state of Michigan. All right. Well, good, man. Hey, how can fans find you on social media? How can they uh, find your promotion? How can they find your work? Oh, if you're looking for me personally, you can find me on Instagram at the 24K Lion. You can find me on Facebook at Jeremiah Goldman or the 24K Lion, Jeremiah Goldman. And if you're looking for For Us Wrestling, we're on all the pre and the TikTok. You can find me at Jeremiah Goldman, 24K Lion. Uh, For Us Wrestling, to watch all of us, we have the YouTube at For Us Wrestling. We look, our logo looks like a Paps Blue Ribbon logo. It was on purpose. Uh, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook at For Us Wrestling. Well, it has been a pleasure getting to talk with you and getting to know a little bit about you. I really do appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me, brother. You're listening to the Russellville Podcast, where wrestling lives. about world-class championship wrestling and Lance Von Erich. Doesn't sound like wrestling to me. Find out what brother Lance was created for. It wasn't Mike. Read why Chris Adams escaped authorities in another country. Find out how they hid the severity of Kerry's leg injury. And all that too. Lance by chance. Wrestling is a Von Erich. Buy your book today at Russellville.com. <laughs>